We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is not. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now for the honor and privilege of preaching to grandparents, great-grandparents, and great-great-grandparents, and to the entirety of the church family, as well as those viewing by social media, in the Spirit Center, online, or wherever. We thank you for this privilege to stand and deliver a message on your behalf I know without you, I can do nothing. I pray you fill me with your spirit now. And I pray, Father, folk, stay attuned and really focus, even if they're on their cell phones, is that they're looking, if they don't look, have a Bible book, that they look in technology for the written word. Help us to receive what you have for us this day. In Jesus' name. And all God's children say it. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, uh, there's one particular verse we are going to look into, and then we'll be looking at another a number of uh, other scripture references. But we will start off with um, Romans 12:11. It's the first verse we'll launch from to other passages of scripture. And Romans chapter 12, verse 11 says, "Never be lacking in zeal." But keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Look at that again. That's a powerful verse. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. From this particular passage and other related passages, we want to preach on a passionate grandparent for Christ, a passionate grandparent for Christ. To all the grandparents and great-grandparents in the assembly today, what a blessed privilege it is that the Lord has blessed you not only to see your children, but also your children's children and beyond. You have lived not only years but you have lived decades. And even to, to see the changing of the millennium. Grandparents, as you already know, we are living in unprecedented times in that we are seeing things the likes of which we have not witnessed before. 
We are witnessing, for example, innovative technologies such as smartphones, and they're getting smarter. Electric cars, self-diagnostic medicine. We're witnessing grandparents' robotics, where robots are taking over and taking jobs. Computer watches with more and more capabilities. You know, watches are not used to, to tell time anymore. You used to use a watch for telling time. Now they count calories and they count steps and they talk back to you and got little, I mean, they just, they're all over the place. <laughs> we have cybersecurity technology. We have streaming game technology. We have now atmospheric energy, smart cities, and on and on it goes. Perhaps you're saying to yourself, grandparent, I just can't keep up. It's too much, too much. Grandparents, we may not be able to comprehend all of this in these ever-changing times, but if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, he is enough for you. And he is sufficient. You may not know how to operate that computer watch, but you know how to go to Jesus. (laughs) Even with all these things, God has purposefully left you here to do amazing things for Christ. What an exciting moment, grandparents, in this day and time for you to be here to make a difference in your family, to make a difference in the Lord's church, to make a difference in the city, to make a difference in the state, and to make a difference to a nation in crises. God has left you here on purpose. You're not just accidentally here. God said, oh, I accidentally, I meant to take her home 15 years ago. No, he didn't. He didn't operate that way. He left you here because he's not through with you yet. What does it mean to be a passionate grandparent for Christ? What does it mean to be passionate for Christ? If you're going to be a passionate grandparent, then you must know the definition of passion. What is passion? It is to possess enthusiasm for Christ. It is to possess eagerness for Christ, fervor for Christ. To be passionate is to possess zeal for Christ. To be passionate is to possess excitement for Christ. You're just as excited as you can be when you see your grandchildren. Even when you see the grandchildren's dog, you're excited. (laughs) And to possess great energy for him. To be passionate, it is to be totally committed to Christ as well as to be totally on fire for Christ. What are the qualities of a passionate grandparent? What are the qualities of a passionate grandparent? Number one, you must first be saved by Christ before you can live passionately for him. You must first be saved by Christ before you can live passionately for him. The scripture says in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can't be passionate for Christ until you first have Christ living in your life, living in your heart. You must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You must believe 
that Christ was born, that he was fully human and fully man. You must believe that he was born to take away sins, even your sins, as you put your faith and trust and hope in him alone. You must believe that he went to a hill called Calvary, and he died on that cross, and, and he bled on that cross. He suffered in anguish and agonized on that cross. He died, and that he was buried according to the scripture, and that he rose third day morning. You must believe that account. You must cry out for God's mercy. You must cry out for salvation. You must say, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. Come into my heart. Save me. I need you now like never before. I can't do this by myself, but Jesus can do what you can't do. He saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. After salvation, God requires that you surrender your life to Christ and give him the best of your service. Now, some folk are saved by Christ, but they haven't surrendered to Christ, allowing the Lord to be the head of their lives. You have to allow God to direct your life. You have to allow God to have the steering wheel of your life. And then he directs your life and orders your step and carries you into his perfect will. A righteous person is one who has been saved. A righteous grandparent is one who is just. A saved grandparent is one who is justified. A grandparent who has been declared righteous. A saved Grandparent is one who has been rescued by God. Salvation is to be rescued. God rescued us from the power of sin, the penalty of sin, and one day the presence of sin. We have been rescued by God. Grandparents, it is our prayer that you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in this season of your life. What does it profit people to know the latest trends? What does it profit people to know the latest inventions and the latest technologies? And uh, you've got some savvy grandparents who can do all this, know technology better than the young people, and be lost without Christ. You are the age you are, grandparent. Listen to this. You are the age you are by the grace of God. And you return thanks by accepting Christ as your personal savior. Grandparents, we are too close to departing this life. We are too close, absolutely too close to departing this life, not to be absolutely sure that we are saved without a doubt. You are too old now to still be wondering whether or not you're saved. You have to know that you know that you know you know you've been born again. John 10, 28 says, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Once God genuinely save you, you are saved. You're not saved today and lost two weeks later. If you lost two weeks later, you were never saved today. <laughs> we believe in the doctrine of eternal security. The God who saved you is able to keep you saved. If he can't keep you saved, then why trust him? Huh? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoso believeth in him should not what? Perish. 
but have what? Well, if it's everlasting, that means you can't lose it. Everlasting is eternal, always, unending. What are the qualities of a passionate grandparent? Number two, if you have lost your passion, you must ask Christ to renew your passion for him. If you have lost your passion, you must ask Christ to renew your passion for him. A sure sign that you need to renew your passion is when you are spiritually lethargic. You're a grandparent, but you're a sluggish grandparent. You're, you're dull, spiritually dull. You're spiritually slow and spiritually dry. And times are too evil. Satan is too busy. The world is too dangerous for you to be uh, full of sluggishness and dullness and dry. The Lord requires that we have a renewed passion for him. So many saints have become complacent. I'm talking about grandparents now. So many grandparents have become lukewarm, some are stagnant, and have just stopped serving God, while others are in spiritual regression. You grandparents out there, what about you? God desires that you have a renewed passion to serve him by giving him the best of your service. The Lord has not left you here to do less, but to enthusiastically do your best for him in this season of your life. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, do it enthusiastically. I enjoyed seeing those dancers dancing. Those were grandparents up there. They were not young. And when they said start running, I couldn't believe. They started running and they started shouting and they really started shouting. And they were running and they were shouting. I think that... You, you, you know, you, you lose weight when you get happy in the Lord. <laughs> Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not man. You're not here for man. You're not here for me. You're not here for anyone else. You're not here because your friend is here. You're not here because you've been here 30 years. You're not, you're not here because you were important. You're not here because... You're trying to make a sale. You're here because God is here. And you want to hear God speak to you. You want God to change you. You want to see God do a new thing with you. And you can't wait to see what he does. So many saints need to confess that they have lost their passion and need to really cry out to God for passion to be restored. It is one thing to say you have passion. It is quite another thing to demonstrate passion through being on fire for God and excited about spiritual things. Thirdly, you will not have passion for Christ if you do not possess a deep abiding love for him. You will not have passion for Christ if you do not possess a deep abiding love for him. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Your love for Christ will compel you to serve him through the best and worst of times. Did you get that? Your love for Christ will compel you to serve him through the best and worst of times. Your love for Christ will compel you to serve through hurt, through pain, through setbacks. Matter of fact, a setback is a setup for a comeback. 
I say it again, a setback is a setup for a comeback. God will help you in times of sickness and weariness in the midst of a degenerating society and even a global pandemic. When you love Christ with a deep abiding love, you will not allow anything to separate you from Christ. Romans 8.35 has been in my spirit for a number of weeks. Romans 8.35-39 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor light, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, because of a deep, abiding love. Not a surface love. A deep, abiding relationship and love. For Christ. Number four, a passionate grandparent will desire to shine for Christ. A passionate grandparent will desire to shine for Christ. Matthew 5, 16 said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Let your light so shine. So shine. I mean, really shine. I mean, shine, shine. I like that song says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Everywhere I go, I will let it shine. I'm not, when it's in you, you don't have to make it shine. You just let it shine. Just let it, let it shine, let it shine, let it what? Shine. This is no time for your light to be dim or flickering on or off. The light of Christ should be radiating from you so brightly that people can see Christ all over your life. All over your life. It didn't take two years to discover that you're a Christian. Also refuse to allow anger to smother your light. Refuse to allow bitterness You know, some folks are so bitter that their light is flickering or either out. Refuse to allow politics to smother your life. Some of you are full of too much politics. It's disturbed your spirit. Every time you turn TV on, you get mad. If you're that mad, cut it off. And then then you walk around mad. And everybody's under suspects. Jealousy will smother your light. Fear will smother the light of Christ. The pleasures of this world will smother the light of Christ. And sin will extinguish the light. Let me tell you something. The darker this world becomes, the brighter the light of Christ should be shining through us. And this nation is getting darker and dark. You say, can it get any darker? Sadly, yes. It will get darker. But you know what? The darker America becomes the brighter your light should be shining so brightly that people are actually drawn to you. They are drawn to you because they see God at work in you. In your, they see God in your face. They see God in your words. They see God in your personality. They see God in your disposition. 
They see God in your attitude. They see God in the midst of crisis so much so that they want what you have. In other words, the more evil our nation and world becomes, the more determined you as grandparents should be to shine for Christ and be a witness for him. A number of years ago, my wife and I were in a missionary conference over in Mozambique. I was asked to uh, uh, bring words of encouragement, a series of messages on encouragement to uh, many of the missionaries in Mozambique in kind of a Catholic convent. We were there on those grounds, and I graciously consented and ministered all week there. And one week uh, in the third world country, um, I had my it started getting twilight, and I was preparing my message, and then I got where I couldn't have seed because you could see it gradually getting darker, so I got my powerful uh, flashlight out so I could read and meditate. And that light wasn't shining so brightly when I first cut it on, but as the darkness began to take over, that light was beaming brighter through the darkness to the point that now I could not see daylight in that room. I was led totally by that bright flashlight. And let me tell you something. Can people, here's a question. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Can people be led to Christ by the light of Christ in you? I mean, that flashlight helped me get from one room to the next room. The lights there go in and out. Most time they are out. And I was able to get around because I was around that flashlight. Can people around you see light to the point if they stay close to you, they know it's being close to Christ? Number five, a sure way for grandparents to maintain their passion for Christ is to be filled with a thankful heart. A sure way for grandparents to maintain their passion for Christ is to be filled with a thankful heart. Ephesians 5.20 says, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When your heart is filled with gratitude, it motivates you to believe God for greater things in your life. You will appreciate the many years of life and blessings that God has graciously bestowed upon you. And a thankful heart also produces the joy of the Lord, a positive attitude, and lifts your spirit. Grandparents, you should be the most thankful people on planet Earth. That's right. I mean, just think about how God has kept you. Some of you had your parents a good long time. Others of you didn't get to know your parents very well. Other of you were dislocated. Some of you went to the military, came back. I mean, some of you uh, had crisis after crisis and all these things. Uh, If we had testimonial service, we have tear-jerking testimonies of how God kept you, provided for you, uh, and done all these wonderful things for you. Listen, you ought to be shouting that you are where you are now and and is well with your soul and that you are blessed and highly favored and you thank God for your years of life and the multitude of blessings and thank God that it's not bad as it could be and thank God who he is and what he has done for you. I mean, you ought to be the most thankful people. We ought to be the most thankful people on earth. The worst thing you can have is old grouchy grandma. 
or grandpa, mouth poked out. Your grandchildren, mama, please don't send me to the summer. I don't want to spend summer with my grandma. She's too mean. She won't cook. (laughs) Number six, grandparents, prayer restores your passion for Christ. Prayer restores your passion for Christ. A prayerless grandparent is a powerless grandparent. A prayerless grandparent is a powerless grandparent. Satan is too busy and the world is too evil for us to have a deficient prayer life. Beloved, apart from a fervent prayer life, you will do ministry in the flesh and live on spiritual fumes instead of possessing power and passion for Christ. And some of you are existing on spiritual fumes. You're barely hanging on. James 5.16b says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity.